Throwback Friday here on From A to Ziggy. That's, All right. that's a thing, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not cool to do any of that stuff on 50s the internet. 50s Flashback Friday. Today on From A to Ziggy, born in a UFO. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we talk about every David Bowie song in alphabetical order. And we are Thomas... And I am Travis. <laughs> we are and, Legion. And we are Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking about Born in a UFO. Sorry, did we? I think I haven't quite got the hang of uh, the grasp of the English language yet. I've just been observing you, you humans for mm-hmm. you know, about a week or so um, before coming down before, and visiting. Well, what was your origin? Where were, where, where were you born? Um, spaceship. Spaceship Would you say that this spaceship was identified or unidentified? Oh, I've, I, I know what it is. It's identified-ish. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you. So. All right. Born in a UFO is a song from The Next Day Extra, the uh, kind of odds and ends collection that came out after The Next Day 2013. And uh, we've heard songs from uh, The Next Day Extra before. Atomica. I certainly did, yeah. Atomica was one of them which has come up a lot since then. So I have a feeling that the next day extra songs are going to be extra, extra special. I'll admit, this one grew on me considerably more than Atomica did. Yeah. Because my first couple of listens to this song, I kind of listened to it with like my cynic ears on, where it's like, oh, David Bowie is just like, I'm David Bowie. I'm just going to do a song about space because people want to hear David Bowie do songs about space. Right. And it did. Again, it sounded like, especially in the beginning, I mean, first of all, you can't help but notice that it is definitely, it's born in the USA in the beginning, only yeah. born in a UFO, but that was kind of a, well, we'll get to that. And it just felt like really safe music from an older classic rocker, like exactly what you would expect someone of David Bowie's age to put out after being away for a little while and kind of trying to step back out there. Um, it's got a very standard kind of yeah. uh, rock arrangement and the big compressed sound of the loudness wars just sort of pummeling you with the kind of generic noise. Yeah. But then after the first chorus, it kind of gets interesting. Like I really like those instrumental breaks. They sound so much like it could be Queens of the Stone Age. To the mm-hmm. point that like when I was listening to it, I was like, I have to find out if Josh Homme played on this because it just sounded so... With the slidey guitar? With the slidey guitar. Okay. It reminded me of the lead in this song, uh, Just Another Love Song, that's on Songs from the Death. But yeah, I just had that like kind of muddy, slidey guitar. And then I also like, especially if you listen to it on headphones, you can really hear like the, the keyboards kind of mimicking a theremin, mm-hmm. giving that like spooky space sound. And like it... It really did it for me. And then when I, you know, went and like read about the origins of the song and everything and that he was, it was less of a cynical, like, oh, I want to play space songs because people want to hear space songs. It's more like these were the songs that he was playing because he wanted to have some fun in the studio. Yeah. Like this was just David Bowie cutting loose. And then the whole like Born in the USA thing was just kind of like an intentional, like just pissing in Bruce Springsteen's pocket a little bit, just trying to get a rise out of him. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Bowie's a big Springsteen fan. Yeah. As we've so I think before. it was just kind of like a little nudge at Bruce Springsteen, like, ah, I'm doing this thing with your song. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you 
Springsteen doesn't get writing credit on this as much as it borrows. I guess it borrows just enough that he doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're watching TV and they do the songs that are very obviously in one song, but they change it, just the melody enough. or Like the modified birthday song from Futurama. Yeah. And actually, they just did a whole episode of Kimmy Schmidt that revolved around that kind of thing, too. That was just had me in tears. Uh, speaking of the origins of the song, uh, the drummer, Zachary Alford, said that uh, it started out as a leftover from Lodger, which there's apparently all kinds of locked up songs from Lodger that just haven't, have never seen the light of day, which, knock on wood, someday, yeah. uh, I've heard rumors that, uh, that more stuff will be coming out. But uh, yeah, apparently this was, this was one of them. And yeah, so it, it just, it plays on this you know, this expected trope of David Bowie singing songs about space, kind of, uh, there's a song from, um, Heathen, Gemini Spaceship, where he sort of, like, revisits the old-school 50s and 60s science fiction, kind of like he did with, uh, Bombers. Huh. And plays off that camp. Yeah. It's kind of a campy... I feel like his, uh, vocal delivery is sort of Springsteen influence, but also kind of Bob Dylan with the gravelly sort of sound to it. There's a bit in the second verse uh, where he sort of, again, this is another song where he rushes words in, crams them into a line, or steps just off the beat a little bit in an unexpected way. There's a bit in the second verse where he says, uh, the line where he goes, uh, I'd rather be dead than fool around here anymore. It sounds just like a song from Tin Machine that we'll get to Shopping for Girls, where he does kind of a similar thing. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that song, but not yet. Yeah, so it's it's all these callbacks. It's it's all these callbacks to the music of David Bowie past and his influences. But it also stands on its own. It's a story, obviously, about a boy and a girl. The boys from Earth, the girls from space, and they were sort of meant to be together. They speak the same language. What does it say? They they were born with a single voice. Yeah, and his friends are getting boring to him. They just uh, have their mundane concerns here on this rock. But she's awesome. She's like got this geometric face, these awesome clothes, cool handbag. And uh, yeah, she was born in a UFO. She's a space alien. And in case you didn't get that, that she's a space alien, he spells it out for you. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that line. UFO, like in outer space. Like, you're not, by the time he says like in outer space. So at that point, he has said UFO, let's see, two, four, Five times he has mentioned UFOs and he's basically talking to you like you're listening to him like you don't understand UFOs, you know, like in outer space. You know, that kind of UFO. That kind of UFO. And that's the kind of line that really brings it back to like, oh, right, this is an aging rocker playing a rock and roll song. And those are the kind of lyrics you expect to hear from an aging rocker playing a rock and roll song. And then it does this Queens of the Stone Age thing again. And I'm like, okay, David Bowie, you're forgiven. I mean, there's no way it's by accident. There's no way he's that out of touch that he thinks people won't know what a UFO is. Right. And he's just like, he needed a lyric to end that line. And it was just like, uh, yeah, like in outer space. He just needed something punchy to drive home the point. I think this also might be David Bowie doing parody again and deliberately putting something really cheesy and... You never know with him because he really is like such a dry, smart ass. Yeah, I think it's I think it's supposed to be funny, and I think I get it. I hope I'm I hope I'm interpreting it right. There's some cool chanting. You you mentioned the the Queens of the Stone Age type guitar. 
there's also some cool like bendy chanting that goes on sort of underneath that same guitar line. It kind of mirrors the guitar line, but it's like this almost Gregorian chant. It kind of sounds like a predecessor to the chant we heard in Black Star. Yeah. Which, in retrospect now, here, having heard Black Star, sounds, it sounds cool. I don't know if I would have still thought that before. But it's just it's this eerie sort of chant, which also, again, seems kind of incongruous with the rest of the song, being as light and poppy uh, as it is. Anything else about Born in a UFO? Any covers, alternate versions? Mm-hmm. I didn't see any. There's no well, there's the, there's, the, uh, there's the time that Bruce Springsteen did a variation on it, uh, but nobody talks about that. Yeah. Some of the keyboard lines were taken from Mickey by Tony Basil. That's the one that Weird Al did Ricky based on, right? Yeah. Hey, oh. Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You'll blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Oh, yeah, with the cheerleaders. Are the cheerleaders? In- yeah, it's like this whole like cheerleading routine. And it's it's kind of a great Wayne- song. Song from Wayne's World. The song from Wayne's World, exactly. Like I, I knew it initially from Wayne's World. Yeah, that same. Yeah. It's got that same sort of organ sounding. Yeah, like keyboard the, the, line. Like right before it goes into the chorus. Yeah. Oh, Ricky. Which again is kind of a yeah. '50s callback. Yeah, maybe that's what. Maybe that's deliberate. I bet it is. Throwback. Born in a UFO. Anything else about Born in a UFO? Uh, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward song. Um, it's, it's a. Seemingly corny song with so many Easter eggs in it that it just becomes really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you were to rate it. I was to quantify those Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, I How many am, Easter eggs would you give? I'm going to go so far as to give it three and a half Easter eggs. Almost entirely built upon those two instrumental breaks that I love so much in mm. that song. I, uh, I agree. It's, it's kind of a weird song, but it did grow on me. If we had if we had done this episode like a week ago, I probably would have given it two or two and a half. But I've listened to it so much, and it's just kind of grown on me so much. Uh, yeah, I would have at first given it something like a one. It was like Atomica level bad, but like I said, it grew on me. But I don't I don't think it becomes really good. I think it becomes okay. It's 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 a good sentiment. It's a love song essentially, which is fine. Um, which is fine. I mean, it's I guess love fine. songs. Love's okay. Yeah, I, I rate on the on the spectrum of things in the world. I rate love at a uh, three out of five. Three out of five. This song, yeah, I, I I give Born in a UFO sort of three Easter eggs. It's all right. It's not great. You know what? Not even three. Two and a half. It's all right. I mean, I'm I'm essentially just giving Queens of the Stone Age three and a half stars for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should be more specific. I'm giving David Bowie like two stars for the song, and I'm giving Queen of the Stone Age three and a half. All right. Yeah, but I do like I do like that guitar. I like the chanting. I like the weird how weird it is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so it's it comes at things from an odd angle, but it doesn't really stand stand out. Yeah. Again, you have to really read about the song to to actually like it and understand what he's doing. Because if you just listen to the song on its surface, you're like, oh, that instrumental part's cool, but this is. Come on, David Bowie, you can do better than this. Yeah. But then he does. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. We've got, we got a lot of alphabet to cover still. So uh, if, that's, if that's it for uh, Born in a UFO. However, if you're not on a UFO and you want to reach out to us, you can use social media. You don't have to come in through the ceiling and any of that stuff. No gamma rays or anything. Just Twitter and Facebook. Facebook.com slash from A to Ziggy. At from A to Ziggy. On the Twitters. I always get that email backwards. It's podcast app from A to Z.com. 
go on iTunes, rate us, rate us high, give us all the Easter eggs. Rate us high, rate us low. Rate us high. Don't rate us low. Don't, Don't rate, rate us low. low. I mean, I mean, it's your choice. This is America. You can rate anything however you want. But we would really this appreciate is, it if you rate it high. This is the whole world. <laughs> this, this is globalization. World. So in parts of this, in parts of the world, if you're listening to this, you can choose however you want to rate this. In others, in other parts of the world, you consult must consult with your supreme leader to find <laughs> out how much you're supposed to rate us and hope that it's a five. Um, where are we going? Speaking of, uh, speaking of Supreme Leaders, uh, the next episode, we're going to be covering uh, Boss of Me. Tell me how to rate your show. You're not the boss of me. Gone from me to Ziggy. Until then, I'm Thomas. And I'm Travis. Klaatu Verata Nikto. Nanu Nanu. Say it's true. They got a